Good morning to you. Now, let me, if you are relaxed, rudely jolt you awake with the fact that I haven't succeeded in getting my head around despite thinking about it for most of the week. If you were to put all of Ireland's hedgerows together in a line, they would stretch around the world at the equator 17 times. Teeny weeny tiny Ireland, all the hedgerows around the world at its widest point more than 17 times. I know, I know, I know. The issue for us this morning is all that hedgerow generates a lot of cutback gorse, fallen branches, intrusive bramble and more. All of which landowners had an exemption on burning up until now. But the government has decided that 2023 will now be the last year of legal burning. So far, so progressive as far as air quality goes. But because nothing is ever easy, my friends, a move designed to reduce emissions could have a very serious impact on biodiversity. Burning has been the the first uh, port of call for farmers uh, down through the years. Uh, Branches from trees that overgrow onto field uh, boundaries, hedgerow material, briars, it could be gorse. So there's a wide variety of different species mixed in. That would all be accumulated, it would be piled up, it would be allowed to season. It would then be burnt by the farmer or the landowner. Sean Finan from the Irish Bioenergy Association was asked by the Department of Agriculture to do a study on what the alternatives to burning might be. Broadly, uh, flailing was seen as a positive from the point of view of reduced reduction of volume and regular flailing was seen as a positive. Cutting back the hedge with a tractor-mounted flail was the preferred option of many. If it's done regularly, it reduces the green waste to almost the size of wood chip, meaning there's no need for burning. However, very clearly from other stakeholders, we need to balance that with regard to hedgerow health and also with regard to biodiversity. Um, And we found during the course of our work there could be some contradictions there and that contradiction could cause confusion for the farming community and landowners. are you with this? If I said to you, just like um, 12 inches off the top, please, can no you problem. do that? No problem at all. If I said to you, I just want 6 inches off the top, please, Richard. Oh, if you want 2 inches off the top. That accurate? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100% of the time? Oh, yeah, yeah. The only thing that will upset the, the apple cart a bit is if, if, there, if the field is uneven. Richard Woodruff is an agricultural contractor who has been cutting hedges for nearly longer than he can remember. How many years are you doing this? 27 years last November since okay. I started. And, and be honest with me, in that time, how many times do you think you've taken a nest out? Possibly when we were cutting till the middle of April. There was an odd, I would have seen an odd nest at that time. A blackbird's nest because the blackbird goes early. Mm-hmm. Um, but... The majority of... But since of, the March the 1st deadline? Never. Never. Never ever seen. Um, never ever seen a nest. So it's working from that point of view? I would say so, yeah. And where you have to cut for road safety throughout the course of the year, what sort of damage do you see being done? Never seen a bird's nest in a roadside hedge yet. They really? just don't build 
in a roadside hedge. There's too much traffic, too much noise, too much wind. I can appreciate that where a hedge might be a metre or so from a road, but where they're set back further, would they not nest there? If you were, if you were back in probably twice or three times the width of that machine, 10, 12 feet, yeah, you would see them then, all right. Okay, but that doesn't require the same level of cutting all year no, round? No, it doesn't. doesn't if I, basically, if, if the hedge is out close enough to the tar that it's creating a hazard, there isn't going to be any nests in that. There's no reason to doubt what Richard says but neither would he dispute the distressing loss of biodiversity during all of our lifetimes. Two-thirds of our regularly occurring bird species are red or amber-listed birds of conservation concern. Now, I know that's a mouthful, so in short, they're in trouble. Una Duggan from Birdwatch Ireland. In relation to um, farmland birds, they're the fastest worsening group of birds. They are in serious trouble, but most of those would be let's say, ground-nesting birds, um, in particular, like the breeding waders that literally scrape, you, you know, nest on the, in the, on the fields that we're looking at. But in terms of birds of hedgerows, like species such as yellowhammer, which needs hedgerows, um, uh, they, they often nest in hedgerows at the base of them, like they are now red-listed and, and it's, they need both the tillage and the hedgerow, and we're losing both in, in, in the, those uh, intensive areas. So all coming back to the quality of our hedgerows, we really need them to be managed for biodiversity and to be, to be managed better. The rule of unintended consequences now is that when we ban fires for the sake of emissions, will biodiversity take a hit as more landowners turn to annual flailing rather than leaving hedges to grow out for a few years before cutting them back? It's not good for the hedge. A light annual trim creates more cover for the birds, creates more shelter. And we as contractors, it's in our interest to look after the hedges. I do have a problem with it, yeah. I mean, we should be getting away from annual flailing. Um, I know the the report that's been done um, on this topic says, I think it was something like 70% of farmers that were interviewed at the ploughing of the 153 said that they do annual flailing. And um, that's probably a habit that's just been people have been doing for a long time and maybe they haven't got the you know support or ecological advice to say this isn't a good idea this might turn into one of those farmers in one corner and ecologists in another corner kind of stories but there is a third way one that won't work everywhere all the time but will work in many places most of the time when they were given a choice uh, we we get them to ask them to pick two uh, 59% of them opted for it, leaving it to naturally decay in the corner of their field and corner of their land uh, as a haven for biodiversity and indeed other uh, invertebrate and microorganisms. Sean Finan found in his survey for the department that nearly two-thirds of farmers would be happy to leave the fallen branches and the cut gorse to decay naturally rather than burn it, an idea that I found was broadly welcomed. What are you going to do then? You're going to have to pass it through a wood chipper or something like that now with the, with the new regulations that there'll be no burning anymore. And sure, what will it be? It'll be a pile of stuff in the corner of the field. Leave it as a pile in the corner of the field if you're not going to lose out on your payments. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, can see, I can see the merit in that too. Gather it up and, and, and put it in the corner. It's, it's, a, it's a habitat for bugs and insects and, and all of that. Mice 
be our best possible solution here be to allow the farmers to give over a corner where it can all be dumped and left to decay and indeed become a little biodiversity yeah, hotspot. I think that's a great idea. Provided For- they don't lose payments. Though. Yeah, provided they don't lose payments. But farmers also have a bit of the yard maybe that they could, you know, give over to a heap of briars um, and, and branches. Um, so I just, there are options. I think there there are solutions out there. And in relation to the cap, Yes, let's look at that. Let's go to the Department of Agriculture and say, look, don't penalise the farmers if you want to, them to do the right thing here. So yesterday I got on to the Department of Agriculture to see if farmers indeed would be penalised for doing the right thing because there has been a large measure of doubt about this in people's minds. And they mailed me back late last night with the good news that the department is satisfied there is no risk to a farmer's payment arising from green waste, for example a heap of bushes, being left to decay in the corner of a field. Now this obviously doesn't save the day for all hedgerows everywhere. Many of them are still under threat. In fact there's going to be a protest outside the Dáil on Wednesday organised by Hedgerows Ireland. But at the very least, that clarification does clear the way for the 59% of farmers who said that they'd be happy to let the waste turn into a habitat rather than burn it to go and do exactly that. And congratulations to the official in the Department of Agriculture who said heap of bushes rather than the term they'd been using up until now, accumulated cut green waste material. A model of plain speaking. Well done.